0: Hello, welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast. I'm Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined once again by Simon Bajkowski. Hello,
1: you say that every week. Did I
0: get your surname right this week? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you don't say that every week, to be fair. Exactly. So that's the special edition, isn't it? God. Ian yeah. Cheeseman, I've nailed that one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you both? I mean, the weekend for City, a fantastic win, 5-0 against Burnley. Before the game, we said that... It might be a difficult one we saw how City struggled against Burnley last season and I know you said Ian as well didn't you? you said that the mood at Turf Moor back in was it January February when Feb, yeah. Feb, yeah, was one of the maybe lowest points because City fans thought we should have won that in you know, a Burnley at the highest but win against Burnley 5-0 another day at the office for City
1: yeah yeah it was uh, City looked very very good uh, five different goal scorers five goals zero conceded that's five clean sheets in a row Uh, in the league top of the league ahead of the mighty Liverpool Chelsea still unbeaten but two points clear of them it was pretty much a perfect day, as far as City were concerned.
2: Standard performance. I mean, I remember back in the 70s that City had a little spell of winning games 4-0, and the crowd used to sing 4-0, 4-0, and it became actually a chant. And now it's 5-0 as a standard. (laughs) Not good enough. 5-0 over at Card. Well, it's funny you should say that, because a lot of people are now saying that they expect those types of results, and I think they mean it as well, which... You know, you can look at that one of two ways. Is the expectation level too high Uh City? I don't think City fans are becoming too arrogant, but some people might suggest that.
0: From the outside, I guess it is, isn't it? I mean, I remember earlier in the season, some fans were saying, oh, we only beat Newcastle 2-1. Yeah, Pep's exactly. not that bothered. They won the game.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean,
1: it, the type of football City play as well, it's really entertaining. It's really good to watch, but it can be a bit hard to sort of get too excited about if they're not scoring
0: it's because it's, it's just so, just so sort of machine like isn't it yeah. they're so just, when they so you get into that rhythm they smother the midfield get out wide toy around with it a bit at times cut it back in score a goal rinse and repeat
2: well I've got to say I, the first half I really enjoyed right and it's 1-0 at half time I really enjoyed the game and I thought this is just wonderful stuff but what I could feel in in you know <laughs> This is almost philosophical. In, your body, in my body as a City fan, the jeopardy a lot of the time has gone away. So even when they score a goal or they do something really exciting, what would be deemed to be exciting, I don't feel the same excitement I once did. Now that's not a criticism, that's actually a compliment to where they are and what they do because you now go there and, and just almost sit back and, and enjoy it. I talked to a couple of fans at half time and I was astonished to hear them being critical You know, this this isn't very good and only one nil and expected more from this. And I'm thinking, what what are you expecting? They're completely dominating the game. They're playing wonderful, slick, trouble-free passing. This is on the eve of of a trip in the Champions League to Ukraine, then Tottenham after that. So there's a lot of games coming up. So you actually want this perfect game where you're not overextending yourself. And if you think back to Pep's origins if you like as Barcelona coach during that spell they used to completely dominate possession and they weren't always 3 and up by half time it might even be 0-0 at half time but then they'd reap the reward for, for the groundwork that they'd laid making the opposition chase around and, and, and constantly have to be concentrating at you know full pelt as it were that by the time you get an hour into the game that, that the little gaps are starting to happen and that's often when you know the the dominant team starts to score. So to me, it was just one of those perfect games that went according to plan. So to hear anybody, and as I say, I don't I don't really mean that they were being harsh critical, but people were genuinely saying to me, "Didn't they played that well?" And very disappointing. That one of the worst.
0: We thoughts. only had 72% possession. We only only scored once.
2: What? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it sometimes. But
1: City do have this knack, don't they, of just killing teams in a few minutes and...
0: The quick fire doubles, yeah.
1: I mean there were three minutes in the second half, they scored the second the third and Kevin De Bruyne came on and you just thought how, how strong is this team and this squad and you know, it I don't think as much has been spoken about them this year because they are defending champions, they've done it already there wasn't that much interest around the game on Saturday compared to games elsewhere, but um
0: that's like a compliment of West City are isn't it now? Oh, because yeah. they've earned this sort of respect where it's oh, city play and they've won that one. Yeah. What can Liverpool do to catch up with them sort of thing and well, I guess I
1: mean very quietly they're looking as sharp if not sharper than
0: Well yeah that's the thing the stats I think Stu brought a piece out as well. I had one before the international break, just saying chances created goals scored they're actually doing better than they were last season which is frightening to think that they could get even more than 100 points obviously you've got to say and Pep will always say we don't expect to win it as easily as last season we maybe don't expect to win it because the challenge is stronger but City are beating their own high standards and that I, have you seen anything I review from a team to think City won't win the league this season? Because personally, I think that City is still by far and away the favourites to win this, and the clear
2: favourites because they've got far more depth than anyone else. The only thing I've seen that could alter that is Liverpool's form. And I don't say they're pulling trees up, but they're getting the results at the
0: moment. They're going win ugly a bit now, don't they, as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and Chelsea, I mean, I know that they, they only drew with United at the weekend, but generally speaking, I think they'll be a threat too. And by this time last season, Stuart would know, maybe Simon knows what the statistics are. Maybe City were already four or five points five clear at the top. Five points well, clear. There you go, I knew yeah. you'd know that. Um, and it felt it, it felt like that's where City were instinctive last yeah. season.
0: And you know going into Christmas this year, there's no way City will have that same margin they had last year.
2: No, so no. that's no. the only difference. But yeah. as far as City are concerned, I don't see any difference really. No,
1: I mean, Liverpool are much stronger, well in with a chance of winning the league. You don't know what's going to happen over the next 20-something games. A lot. 29 games. Yes, yeah. yeah, so an awful lot of football to be played. But Guardiola made the point in his post-match press conference on Saturday, um, they're averaging more than 20 shots a game, he, which he brought up is the best in Europe. You know, you <laughs> think that, oh, people don't care about statistics. Guardiola does, and he made it clear to bring that up. And they're also... And think they've conceded something like five shots on target on, yeah. for the whole... across nine games which again... Remarkable
0: defensive. Is remarkable.
1: Yeah. So if you're not letting anyone shoot at your goal, yes. and you're shooting 20 times at someone else's goal, I think you're going to win...
0: M- the majority of games. games. ...and by uh, quite a big score. Um, Cheesy said before that the game on Saturday was perfect. Not sure how anyone could complain say that to Sean Dyke, you might get a different answer. He was furious that uh, City didn't have two players sent off. He said the game's gone bizarre. Vincent Company in the first minute, a rash challenge on Aaron Lennon. We'll start on that one first before we get to Leo Osani and the controversial second goal later. But um, Company's tackle a minute in. Do you think it's one of those where if that happens an hour into the game, he's, he's shown the straight red card?
2: I don't personally think it matters when it happens in a game. I mean, I, I tweeted after I'd watched the replays on Match of the Day, although... I was at the game and we have monitors in the press box. I don't remember them, or maybe I just didn't notice it, show sure replay, certainly from the right angles of the company incidents, And at the time when it happened, I thought, ooh, I wonder if that could have been a red, but never saw the confirmation. When I watched it, watched it on Match of the Day, I had to be honest, not, you know, I'm a City fan I, and, and Vincent Company is an absolute god as far as I'm concerned. So it wasn't me being negative. It was me purely trying to be honest because um, I hope people respect me the, for the fact that I'm honest. And I thought, yeah, having looked at that again, I thought it was a red. And the fact it was only 30, 45 shouldn't make a difference, should it? No. And, and and all the City fans might remember Vinnie Company getting sent off at Main Road um, in the first 30 seconds. In fact, it was a lot less than 30 seconds. Um, City kicked the game off. I, I think he was playing for Wimbledon on that day. It could have been another club. but Vinnie certainly. Jones. Vinnie Jones, yeah used to have any company I was I was confused Sorry, well, but- Vinnie Jones yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he was playing for Wimbledon it could have been mm. Leeds it could have been I can't remember but he certainly City kicked off he got, just ran straight at the man in possession <laughs> took him out <laughs> and he was sent off so it was probably about 10 seconds yeah. actually it shouldn't make any difference it's like the argument about the World Cup final front when uh, um, you know um Oh, who was De Jong, it was De Jong when yeah. it was Holland Spain that yeah. one yeah and sort of well I didn't want to spoil the game as it doesn't matter yes. Yeah. You, what
0: you spoil it's the game right by decision. Year.
2: you make the right decision I don't care if it's one second 90 minutes spoils the game sorry no what you did spoil Is, the game yeah.
0: So, it's like saying an offside's not an offside. So we're in the game, we'll, get, we'll let them off, let them ease into the game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. So,
2: yeah. I mean, obviously, people have said to me it was, it wasn't, you didn't do it maliciously. No, I don't believe Vincent's company would ever do anything no. like that maliciously. That isn't the question. But did he? If that, this is the question I always say. My dad always said, look at it from the other person's perspective, right? If that had been a foul on a city player by an opposition, or you were looking at one of your rivals and they did that in another game, you would be calling for that to be a red card. So you've got to be honest and transparent and say, it was. Yep. Am I relieved he stayed on? Absolutely. Um, would I personally, if I'd been the referee, sent him off, <laughs> no, I would have kept him on, and I would have actually patted him on the back. Well
0: done, Vinny. because I'm
2: biased, you know. <laughs> yeah. but if you're being really honest about it, then to me, that was a red card.
1: Yeah, it, it was a red, but in, in the defence of the referee, perhaps... Um, So we have uh, TV screens in the press box so that we can watch things back. So if a game's on Sky, we'll get the Sky footage through or BT or whatever, and you see numerous replays or whatever. If a game isn't on TV, like Saturday's wasn't, you don't get many replays here. So we can see, you just get a live feed, really. Um, The
0: international sort of feed. You kind of see
1: what people in the stadium would see, more or less. Um, Now, there wasn't much talk during the game of oh, company got away with that one. That's not to say that the referee shouldn't have spotted it and Sean Dyche certainly spotted it, but um, it all happened very quickly, didn't it? And it was quite... That's why. Yeah,
0: that-
1: <clears throat> You know, he, go, he goes into his thigh incredibly high, but it's. Kind of, I don't know whether he was shielded from the ref.
0: Or- it's one of those where you take a still sort of screen grab of it and it looks really high, but it's not as if he left his foot in there or anything yeah, at all. You know, um,
1: if the ref had seen it cleanly, he should have sent him yeah. off. Um, but then again... because The fact that he gave him a yellow suggests he did see yeah. it. But sometimes refs think, oh, he's down, that looks bad, but haven't quite seen it. And so...
0: Yeah, and they always say that you can't and give a yellow. You can't give a straight red card unless you know for hundred yeah. percent what you've seen, and you've yeah. got to give that to the referee. And again, I just hate that argument where people say, "Oh, we've seen six replays of this; it should be red." Like Cheesy said, it happened in real time, and if, at first you thought, hmm, "Was that a red?" I'm not sure. Unless you're hundred percent certain, you can't send someone off.
2: That's a very good point. The referee, if he's got any doubt, he made the right decision.
0: Yeah. Um, other decisions in the game. Yeah. Well, you the know, second I've, one I've just been
1: talking about us not having replays. Now, you know, watch Match of the Day on yeah, Saturday, Saturday night to see what on earth happened to the second goal because Sean Dyche gave about 15 reasons why it shouldn't have been given.
0: It was farcical, wasn't it? The um, way that all the Burnley players just stopped in the box. You yeah. n- no one really knew what was happening. The referee looked to blow his whistle, didn't actually do it in the end.
1: I, I've not seen a replay that shows the ball was out. I'm I have. So f-
2: I have seen a replay of the ball being out. Fully out? Yeah, it felt to me as if it was over the line. You said it felt. No, but my eyes saw that it was <laughs> on <over> the line <laughs>
0: completely. That's on what we... In ball. the, in you the level, though, were you so you couldn't in the match in the match day analysis. I'm, I'm, you saw match of the day then. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't it look? Didn't it
1: look?
2: <laughs> You've semantic. Yeah. It,
1: it looked. It, it, look it looked like you. it was out, but it looked like you know a tiny sliver of the ball could be on the line.
2: But let's now recoil this. Sane was brought down. Now, if the penalty had been given. Then yeah. there's also a question of offside that people are talking about, which I haven't particularly noticed that. And that's not me avoiding it. But it's, it never even occurred to me that it would be offside. But if the point is, if the penalty had been given, and I believe, and that wasn't analysed on Match of the Day, nope. strangely, they didn't show that properly again. But, but my analysis of that would be that that was a penalty. So all the rest of what happened afterwards was sort of irrelevant.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again was not happy with the penalty said he fell over Um, it looked on first view like it was a penalty like there was a coming together at least you've seen him given more matches than not but again you know I find it strange that there's been no no real replays of these things. I don't know about you, Simon. People you making know, judgments I'm, about yeah, d- without seeing the replay.
2: When that was unfolding at the moment, I mean, the way I looked at it is, I, 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 it looked to me as if the referee was about to point to the spot that maybe he brought the whistle up to his lips and was about mm. to blow. And, and it because I was watching the referee to see what his yeah. reaction was. Like work yeah. oh, uh, and and then suddenly the cross comes over and the ball's tucked away. It was like, well, I don't need to make a decision. Now. Yeah, that, that no, kind of I, felt to me. I, I saw him.
1: Uh, yeah, I saw right, him cross right. his arms. That doesn't work very well in a pocket.
0: <laughs> no, it's good, good hand
1: <laughs> actions 18. though. Yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Tune in for the extra special. <laughs> hand actions. Um, yeah, he, he looked <laughs> like he was Tommy Cooper by yeah. He <laughs> yeah. looked like he was going to point to the spot. I thought, but then he sort of made a decision and. Ruled it
0: out ruled using, it his, out, hands using a, his hands in a sweeping manner, <laughs> um, and then as we it, should video this podcast just for that, <laughs> shouldn't we? It was as he super... did that,
1: the Burnley players stopped, and David Silver did not.
0: And then it's just the age old you play to the whistle, and you can't feel sorry for a footballer, who, a professional footballer, who doesn't play to the whistle. It's Correct. just it is just it's the age old rule. And again, what what you were saying, si, is, um and, and about the over analysis of these moments. I guess the fact is, even if Vincent company maybe was sent off, even the pen's not given. City probably still win that game they were so much better than Burnley and do you- down to 10 men they'd have beaten them and, and that's what I mean that's why I feel like it's not been so overanalyzed because City were so far superior to Burnley another
2: thing that City and I've got to represent them obviously, obviously that's why I'm here you know, I represent the City fans City fans would say there's been that many decisions gone against City um, you know this season and, and there was a Liverpool penalty um, or an incident. I, I can't remember the details of it now. At top against Tottenham this season, which uh, yeah. I think should and against a... Salford on Saturday. So you know, the, yeah. it doesn't make it right, and and obviously people will shout even louder now. That's what makes football. So,
0: yeah, it's just what makes football so good, it's so unpredictable, yeah. Yeah. it's so yeah. unjust at times. It's horrible. and It's out of your control. And that's why we we
2: love it. With that. You know, I was talking to somebody this week. Uh, who, who I won't I won't say who it was or who Go they on. were from, But uh, give us a spoiler. Said there's, "There's nothing. There's nothing." Uh, about City to talk about this season I was thinking are you for real there's nothing to talk about for City
0: <laughs> this podcast is going to be very boring <laughs> if that happens <laughs> exactly. isn't it?
2: there's always something to talk yeah.
0: about uh, Sarnay
1: should have gone as well
0: yeah that's what I was going to get to the last Boughty one boring. the, the Sarnay tackle that was nasty um, it was sort of I, like the, a textbook card of City challenge wasn't it I seem to think there was a bit of uh,
1: a bit of previous between the two about five minutes before that get picked
2: up on but. i i i can't disagree with the maybe the possibility of him getting sent off it was a you know but when you you used the words it was a cardiff one the one at cardiff that on Sane was a lot worse than that yeah. in my opinion um so i wouldn't put it in that category but it was a, it was it was it's not a, it was just angry is it no no
0: it's just someone angry yeah and I guess that's what gives Sonny a different edge to all the other City attackers you get a sense that quite a few of those City players are really nice people and you want someone who's a bit of a bad boy sometimes don't you you need that sort of edge Pep teams always have horrible. that, that backbone Starby. I'm not saying it's horrible but he knows how to stick up for himself
2: Rich Faye yeah. wants more nasty football yeah, he
0: I don't not necessarily I think, they've got a, I think that's what makes City so good they've got that perfect balance of being be really insane. nice people but they've also they know how to stick up for themselves City if, if you've played football at any
1: level you've, you've kicked someone in frustration yeah. So I think everyone could...
0: I look forward to fire a with that. you, so si. That'll be exciting. <laughs> yeah. I, I should add as well that
1: um, Sean Dyche did say that he wanted us all to put in our match reports that it wouldn't have affected the game yeah. if any of those decisions had gone their way. He just wanted to say that...
0: He wanted to highlight them. You, you need yeah.
1: so much to go your way when you play City and for things to not go your way, it's sort of... Sinks you before you've you've had a chance to
2: float. I mentioned Joe Hart.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say before we get onto the Shackdog game and what luck they need against City, Joe Hart, and we'll also talk about Cal Walker's absence, the new role for John Stones. But yeah, while you're onto it, Joe Hart, he got his mosaic unveiled at the CFA this week, and he got a season card as well. He'll be back, I'm sure, in the future. What did you make of his return to the Etihad?
2: I was allowed down to the training ground on the morning of the game to do some filming down there. So I saw the training pitch. It is a specific goalkeeper training pitch it's like half of a pitch with a a concrete wall behind one of the goals um, which I knew they'd built some of those but it was uh, fittingly a goalkeeper uh, training pitch a beautiful mosaic um, Obviously they've done the same sort of thing for Yaya Toure I believe there are fourteen training pitches and it did occur to me that
0: When's we, the Ian Cheeseman one getting <laughs> erected?
2: <laughs> well, it did occur to me that um, that within, you know, the next few years.
0: They'll be all filled pitches. up, aren't
2: they? Yeah, exactly. And and there were there were a couple of people who were a bit more cynical saying, you know, why's he got that when, you know, if you if you think about the great players in the past, well those great players at the past didn't play at that C F A, so I think that's one of the differences. But you know and, and he's still playing was the other argument well why why give him something now when he's still playing I think it's a lovely gesture by the club um that the, the golden season card thing which is a great gimmick and a great publicity basically all the saying is if he rings them up and says, "All right, I've got a ticket for Saturday's game," they'll go, "Yeah, no problem. Put one on for you." It's,
0: it's not as if he goes, got obviously. to turn up. Yeah, Derby Day, two it's minutes it's till kickoff. off right. kicks someone yeah, out.
2: Where his season ticket is every week, is there? You know, yeah. it's, um, so, so I've got no problem. I think he's an absolute hero. Um, I believe after, well, I saw the picture that the club put out of of um, the the chairman handing out the the golden season card and the mosaic and everything. I noticed that Doom um, was very clever. Had yeah. hand over the Burnley badge did you notice that yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he disguised hand- it well didn't he <laughs> yeah I don't know that was conscious the, the
0: decision <laughs> I or... think it's one that the Twitter users have done well to to make something out of that I think it's just an innocuous sort of handshake isn't it it happens to be what did you make of his reception from the City crowd I guess the fact that he considered five goals made it easier for them to welcome him back rather than him play well, if, if Burnley had won one nil and Joe Hart had say two penalties yeah. it might not be the same they
1: welcomed him back long before then yeah um, I I thought it was nice I thought the whole thing has been nice and I think City do these kind of things very well it's very easy to be cynical about things that are nice in football and I I am with enough things but I I think it was kind of nice when Guardiola was bombing Hart out of the club that he let him play against Stour Bucharest a few years ago Um, I thought it was very nice that he took him on tour this summer I know they took him to put him in the shop window so that clubs were buy him but Hart was he played well uh, during the tour as professional as as he ever has been himself
2: superb. yeah Hmm. I mean he he could be you know under you you know you hear things you know that he he might be really upset about the way he's been treated yeah but he's never gone public with any of that if that is true no and and he's had himself
1: with great dignity he's had a horrible two years really yeah like yeah horrible two years playing professional football but you know he
0: Especially when he he should have been at the World Cup really he, in the summer and stuff. He's not seen him that really happen. He worked
1: out and he didn't end up at the World Cup. But, you know, I thought it was the best possible circumstances because he was back at the Etihad playing for a very good Premier League team. And so, you know, the, it weren't cheers out of pity or anything like that. It was...
0: Still a top goalkeeper just doing yeah. what he does. A couple of great he saves. Did, by, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one he... in the first half, particularly, the the shot from close range with Aguero. Aguero, or? Yeah, yeah, tipped
1: it onto the post. It would have been eight without him, I think.
0: Yeah. That's fair enough to say. Uh, we'll get on to it now. Uh, Walker was absent. He has travelled with the City side to play against Shakhtar on Tuesday. It remains to be seen if he'd be involved. I know Pep said in his embargo section, didn't he? That uh,
1: Yeah. Well, he, I, he was unsure
0: how long Walker how would be long, out.
1: how long will he be out for and he said, I don't know. That's you know, helpful. <laughs> he's never sort of that detailed on injuries. No. Um, I think Gundogan a few weeks ago was two or three or one week yeah. um, but take your pick it didn't sound like he would be immediately back but he has travelled to um, to Shakhtar so they will be playing him if possible but also you'd think do you want to rush him back
0: yeah um, especially for that sort of game when you've got Tottenham next yeah. week he'd love to have a return to Wembley as well when they, well not yeah. maybe Wembley's per se but to go back to Spurs and... yeah
1: yeah, he's used to playing yeah. the Spurs players and he's used to playing at Wembley so yeah uh, You'd hope he'd be back for then, you hope he'd be back for Shakhtar, but it, it didn't sound like it's a, a clear-cut thing.
0: And Pep and Vincent Kompany both had a lot of praise for John Stones after his performance against Burnley. It was sort of a, a role, that I remember you told me in the office before, it wasn't really a right-back, He was sort of a bit of a right-back, bit of a centre-back, a bit of a right-mid at times. We've seen City cope with full-backs really well under Pep Guardiola, but Stones' new role, is versatility, has that impressed you both?
2: I mean I can't say that in that particular game when you're winning 5-0 at home yeah. to a team like that that um, the fact that Stones plays it right back centrally, Fenwick frankly could have been sat in the stand probably and it wouldn't have made a great deal of difference so I think judging a player and his effectiveness in a slightly different role in a game like that is almost pointless um, that's not in any way to put down what he did, uh, but I would say the same about any of the defenders. Um, like know, anyone could have been playing Laporte there, could or they? whatever. I, mean, I, I haven't got really a great analysis of Laporte's performance in that game because you know what did he actually have to do? You know, so it's it's when it comes to the big games, you know, that that you, you first of all the manager declares his hand as to who he wants to play in certain positions, but also when you you judge the true effectiveness of that player, but with City dominating so much, you've already highlighted 20 shots a goal and there's five on target from the opposition in nine games. You know, the defence... It's not that the defence are playing exceptionally well, it's that the team are playing exceptionally well and allowing the opposition to have so few chances. So I I, I wouldn't really have much of an opinion on the Stones situation at the weekend. Uh, Yeah, I thought he did quite
1: well. I thought it was interesting that he got dropped after the Leon game. Um, sort of didn't play at centre-back for a few games after that. Um, he's but, learnt his lesson. Well, yeah, um, Guardiola, the last two and a half years, has been uh, quite happy to, to drop him from the team when he feels he needs some time away, but he also sees a lot in him. Uh, he played a midfielder at Oxford. Uh, I don't think he did particularly well, but it was his first game there for City and he played at right back so you know he's, he's never going to be perfect in these roles that aren't the position he's trained in for all his life um, but the fact that Guardiola you know rates him enough to, to try him in these positions you hear well Guardiola's previous clubs you've got Philip Lahm and David Alaba and people like that players that he's picked out as can, can play in more than one position and changing their role and you wonder what uh, Stones' role will be going forward because he's been very good at centre-back this season and first half of last season. But if he's trying him in these different positions,
2: is he going to um, stick him there? What do you think of the rumoured interest in Nathan Ackie? You know, Is that is that because of any concerns about centre-backs? Because yeah. on the face of it, City have got four very good centre-backs, haven't they? They do. I mean, Aki is very
1: young, Um, well he's not that he's younger than Vincent
0: 23 I think is he 24
1: 23 yeah Um, company's out of contract at the end of the season Otamendi is into his 30s now I think Um, so you've got Stones and Laporte who are 24 Um, you know Guardiola's work with the squad has been making them younger and making sure they're set up for success after he leaves Um, and you know Nathan Aké is impressed for Bournemouth so
0: yeah well, City sense. was yeah. They'd always be interested in the right setting back if they became available. Part of the reason that makes City so good as well is that competition with places they got at the moment, they always gonna to have to have one eye on the future because that's when you it's when you've just won a league title and stuff. That's when some of the biggest transfers need to happen because you need to have one eye on the future. Same with Laporte last January. They didn't necessarily need him, but they liked him, he became available and now look at him less than six months yeah. later, he's the first choice setting back at the club. And and being
1: able to, you know, for instance, uh where was it? Hoffenheim. Yeah. Play company and Otamendi at the back, and then rotate Liverpool have Stones and Laporte. It's
0: not a bad problem it's to pretty
1: have. Pretty good squad squad depth.
0: Yeah, and looking ahead to that game on Tuesday now the final point Shakhtar away in the Champions League Jeez, you've got a fantastic day out ahead of you haven't you going to Ukraine for that one what's your expectations I mean last year City lost it was a dead rubber that last game against Shakhtar I think Phil Foden played left wing back did he if I can recall correctly it was a bizarre game and then their manager appeared as Zorro in the post-match press conference
2: are you looking forward to your trip to Ukraine or on a personal basis the fact that I'm up at four o'clock in the morning and I won't be back home until probably about five o'clock the following morning i uh, sort of 25 26 hour day is not something i'm particularly relishing however <laughs> uh, it's something i've done all my life which is basically go to every single city game wherever it is and however uncomfortable it is to get there um, the place itself um, isn't as bad as, as the cliche would have you believe um, the weather forecast is that it's going to be a sunny day and, and, and actually quite warm probably warmer than here so the, we won't get our violins out yet then no I, well I'm, I'm, I'm expecting it to be quite a nice day it was snowing last year when we went over because we of course saw City play in Kharkiv against Shaktad and yet last year as you've mentioned um, I, th- I think it's a tough one this I mean um, they did lose last year albeit that it was a dead rubble with a weakened team but um, we've all got to this stage now which is a good thing in one way where people are expecting comfortable victories I mean, the head of Hoffenheim there were a lot of City fans you know, saying to me that they thought they'd win that quite comfortably and I said, well, I don't think I'd be that carried away actually and so it proved because they just got the win towards the end of the game uh, and I think it might be similar to that in in Shakhtar
1: Certainly, in Guardiola's time at City, I can't name a bad coach that has beaten him. You know, all that he he's not lost that many games with City.
0: I'm trying to think of what Marge is called now, but Paul I'm not, <laughs>
1: not even um, going to get into that. Paul Cook, very highly rated coach, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, Paulo Fonseca certainly yeah. fits in fits that bill. Uh, there was Premier League interest in him. Uh, over the summer,
0: and he was linked with the Villa job, wasn't he? Uh, two yeah, weeks ago, yeah.
1: Um, so,
0: I think he will,
1: you know, as as you've said, cause problems for, and for City.
0: You saw his pretty much comments as well, didn't he? He said he want, he's still looking to win. He said that not, not many English guys don't attack City. Yeah, and he said he yeah. maybe wants to exploit that. And he said they've really not got nothing to lose, Shakhtar
1: Well, that was it. I mean, City didn't have the best team out there in um, last December, but they still had to be beaten and it was by Shakhtar attacking and taking the game to them that they scored those two goals so I would expect them to to give them a game as Hoffenheim did as well
0: yeah and City last year they were in the middle of that, that winning run as well against Shakhtar it wasn't as if Pep said oh don't mind losing this one he still wanted to win he wanted to get some of the fringe players involved and to, to get another win under their belt and like I said when you've always secured top spot in the Champions League it's always going to be a bit different and find the same winning mentality but City are far from safe in the Champions League they've only played two games they've lost one of them so they've got a, a big test on their hands
2: they've got to win these two games against Shakhtar I, I believe back to back and then one win against Hoffenheim at home and you're there really uh, in one of the two positions if they were to slip up at Shakhtar then that makes things a lot more tricky for them potentially Um, obviously we have to keep an eye on the other game as well but I would imagine that Leon will will cruise through the group really um, certainly based on what we saw at the Etihad however I also found out that uh, Leon lost quite heavily um, I think at the weekend 4-0 against PSG so you know, maybe we saw them at their best, and they won't be able to produce it consistently in this group. But uh, people who think that walking through this group is what City are going to do, I think are deluded. I think uh, any Champions League group um, shouldn't be taken at all by by anybody as just it's a done deal. And I don't think Pep will. I think Pep put, will put out his strongest available eleven at Shakhtar. There'll be no squad rotation. There'll be no we'll give him a game. I think whoever. They And bear in mind that Tottenham is the next game, so you could be tempted to think, well, we don't need to put out our absolute best players. I think they will, and that'll say everything about Shakhtar and what they, they fear from them.
1: It is a, uh, is a later game as well, isn't it, for them, in the sense that it's still 8 o'clock, pick-off yeah. for us, but that'll be 10pm, Ukraine time so, so that could well, be a slight advantage
0: quite, for and
2: actually the temperature that might not be that significant but it does drop to sort of three or four degrees from what I can see so it'll be quite chilly for the game time it'll
1: be like being in Manchester that
2: it will be <laughs> and we will that brings back memories of uh, Mario Balotelli in Oh, uh, let's not get started on that one
1: <laughs> but we shall uh, you know I'm sure we'll speak about the Tottenham game in future. Well, there is a. But, uh, there's going
0: to be a future podcast to come later yeah. in the week, but I think for today.
1: But the fact that the Tottenham game is six days after. Yeah. Are, means they can play the best players and still yeah. have them fit together.
0: yeah well we're in for a treat ian you might not be in for a treat i hope you have fun getting up tomorrow morning as early as you can i'm sure everyone listening to this will have you in their thoughts on their tuesday morning as sure. they prepare <laughs> as they prepare for the game thank you very much chaps for joining us on talking city this week we'll be back later in the week with we a special preview show ahead of the the tottenham clash i'm sure ian's got some things to get off his chest about that one but uh make sure to subscribe to us on acast
2: please leave us a review and we'll be back later in the week